Hello and welcome to the Builder's Ladder, the podcast for residential construction company owners and operators that are looking to transform their business, make more money and spend less time doing the day-to-day dirty work. If you're new here, welcome. I'm Marty Amos, founder of The Professional Builder. I've got with me Alan Chambers, my right-hand man. How are you, my man? Fantastic, dude. You're right. Awesome. Fantastic. Now, over the last 19 years, we've helped over 2,500 building and residential construction company owners transform their business, increase their profits, save time whilst living a more balanced life through a set of systems that we've developed over the last 19 years. This podcast is completely free and we don't run the ads. All we ask is that you share it with a friend or a coworker. If you enjoy listening, we'll learn anything. All right, my man, let's crack into it. What are we covering today? Today, we've got some of the questions that are going on in our community. So if you're familiar, uh, we've got a community online of about 600 other members from around the world. The thing they have in common is that they are all residential building company owners. They're general contractors and they specialize in new builds, renovations, replads, alterations, additions, remodels. If they're dealing directly to the client and they are doing private residential work, then our community is one of the best places for them. So they've been posting questions in online and today we're going to answer some of them. So uh, let's start at the top. We'll work our way down. And if you have a question that you want answered, then you can talk with our team. You can post it into our online community for non-members or you can send us an email team at professionalbuild.com and we're happy to help we'll point you in the right direction. so let's get into it first one here is around incentive scheme so i'll read it out this is from chris thinking about how i can incentivize everyone from office to site without blowing the bank and also benefiting the company i.e apprentices getting funding cards to add tools now Lots to go over there. Uh, we actually hosted a workshop last week with Cam Dyack, one of our members, on exactly this, how to incentivize your apprentices. And what he walked through was uh, health and safety and daily site logs being passed to the apprentices. And he walked us through the exact system that they used to get a bonus and to take in, in control of that uh, particular area of the, of, uh, the data operations. So what he did was he did exactly what Chris is suggesting here. He incentivized them with uh, uh, tool vouchers. And the objective is that, of that is because they're apprentices, it benefits both the apprentice and you having them build out their tool belt so they've got all the right stuff uh, and they're not you know, having to borrow, beg, and steal other people. So there's uh, incentives that are unique for each position in the company. I think Marty, like you're a good person to talk to some of the foreman and uh, more management side things. But what have you seen working well for others? I think before we get into the specific incentives for each of the roles in your business, we want to have a look at what behavior mm. are you trying to directly influence? And a big thing is to tie the compensation or the incentive to the outcome that you want. So if you don't have a scorecard already for each role, that is one of the first things to put in place. What's the one metric or two at most that is directly tied to this role and the success of it? So for the foreman, it might be, is the job delivered on time and to budget? And specifically under that, you might have labor hours, forecast versus actual, did we get within 5%? And then for um, delivering a quality job, 
you might have a look at your quality assurance checklist. You might have a look at communication with the uh, client. And you might have a look at overall with project management, is it standing to uh, stepping to the correct levels, of both quality, timeliness, et cetera, as you go? Absolutely bang on. It's like you get paid, your team get paid to do their job. Bonuses are when they go above and beyond their role scope and they're actually aligning some additional activities with the business moving forward in a productive manner. So for example, um, they're not going to get a bonus for just hitting milestones or hitting expectations. They're going to get a bonus for going above and beyond and exceeding expectations or getting ahead of milestones, right? Exactly. So you've got all those hygiene factors like did they put their timesheet in in time each week? Have they filled in their forecast versus labor hours at, at the end of each day and at the end of each stage so we can actually keep tabs on? Are we getting up to speed? Are we on track? Or hey, do we need to up the speed of the framing to make sure that we get it done on time? So, the step, so you're bang on. Uh, before we go into some specific examples, just to put a nice little bow on this around expectations, what you normally want to do is before you're even in a position to give bonuses or incentives, you need to really establish accountability. And uh, there's a really good framework here that I've learned from Layla and that you can apply and actually fits nicely with our scorecard process that we've got. And it's accountability is uh, expectations plus measurement times by feedback. So you need to get real clear expectations of what people need to be doing on site. So what the apprentice is doing, what the foreman is doing, what their site manager is doing, what you as an owner are doing. Measurement. Is it done or is it not done? Are they on track or are they off track, right? And that's exactly to your point. We're like very specific metric. Uh, one, maybe two, okay? Timeline, budget, quality standard. And then feedback. Not feedback quarterly. Not even feedback monthly or weekly. You talk a bit feedback almost daily to make sure that you're in the position to course them, coach your team and make sure that they're aligned, focus on what matters the most. And once you've got that expectation measurement, whether it be labor hours or whatever, then you can offer incentives. And only then can you actually make it successful because incentives need to align against them winning when the business wins. If the business ain't winning, ain't no one getting their bonus, right? Exactly. And before you do any of this, you need to have a meeting with your team, get a clear vision, outlay your vision. We actually have a document for this called Team Goal that one of our members Ray put together probably shit 12 or 13 years ago and it's still the gold standard of where are we as a company where are we going how do we get there what are our rules of the game what's the hygiene standard or the minimum level to play from here what do you expect from us what do we expect from you and then how we can operate on a daily and a weekly basis once you've got that and you've got buy-in for what does success look like what does success look like as a company per project and per role then you can start to say, hey, we want to put in place an incentive scheme. This is going to be around doing jobs better, better quality, faster, getting within 5% of labor hours. Uh, and in order to do that, we're going to start filling in our forecast versus actual every day. We're going to use build exact or we're going to use build a trend and we're going to calculate those hours versus budget. We're going to triangulate them with what we forecast at the beginning and also our back costing in real time so that we can control our work in progress and make sure you're cash flow positive and we're on track going through the job. That way, you're going to get feedback each week in the toolbox meeting, in the construction meeting, 
or in the foreman's meeting so that we know what do we need to change, what do we need to improve in terms of project management-wise to make sure we're hitting the numbers, projects being delivered on time to great quality, and we're hitting our... So good. So just before we wrap up, I think a couple of great examples that our members have access to is uh, Doug. Doug incentivizes his foreman based on variation completed, and uh, he operates on a percentage of profit basis. We've got other members that work on a labor save basis. Tim and uh, what he does, what Tim does is he actually retains 50%. So he pays out 50% upon completion of project and he retains 50% through, uh, I think it's the 90-day period thereafter. And that is also act as a bit of a retention strategy for his, for his key team. If they leave the business, then they forego the accrued bonus structure that they have in place. So it, yeah. you know, keep some of your key guys around a little bit longer as well. There's a hundred more ways you can slice and dice an incentive structure with your team. What is most important is that it is set clear expectations, set clear measurement, provide good feedback, and then it can only be for above and beyond what is they're being paid to do their job for. And it can only be done when the business wins first. The business wins. It, and- Exactly, 100%. The foreman is going to be up to 80% of the success of a job on whether it comes in on time, under budget, to great quality standards. So on that 20% of labor stake, what a lot of our members will do is they will go, great, make maths very easy. It was 1,000 labor hours. We came in at 900 hours, so we're 100 hours under. He, The foreman is going to get 20% of those saved, so he gets 20 hours at the charge-out rate. So let's say you charge out blended charge out rate was $65 an hour, you got 1300 bucks that your foreman is going to get for running that job successfully. That's the, the simple mass of it. Get hundreds of members doing iterations or variations. Other guys will do a set rate of anywhere between 250 bucks for the carpenters to $1,000, depending on how long the project is. And we've got a ranking system whereby at the end of each project, as you're going through each project, Guys will fill them in. It's called a 360 peer review. And then you rate them from quality of work, communication, timeliness. How did you rate them? And then overall out of that, very simple one-page form. The foreman gets to decide or the project manager or the owner, depending on how big your company is, what the rating is and how much money each company should get. Overall, cool. We want to raise the bar of the company. Here's what success looks like. So you need your team goal. One, communicate the vision. Where are we going? What does it look like? How do we get there? Two, get buy-in from them. These are the standards that we are prescribing to. This is what we are going to agree and commit to. And here's how that feedback is going to happen each week in this meeting. And we're going to come with these numbers so we can control our work in progress, our labor hours, capture all the variations. And then lastly, you can set a 90-day period in training whereby you say, hey, we're going to, in 90 days' time, put in place an incentive scheme so that the company wins, you win when the company wins. In order to do that, we're going to start measuring our labor hours, forecast versus actual, reporting them back each day, collating them each week. And we're going to put in place over the next 90 days, foreman's meeting, toolbox meeting, and construction meeting. And then you use the agendas from that meeting, get feedback to the team, can course correct, and you get the wins and the massive productivity over the next 90 days, get clear um, outcomes on what that incentive scheme can look like in terms of increase in production, profitability, and also what you should invest at the end of that 90 days so the deadline months. Awesome. So 
Let's move on to question two. Uh, let me read it out here. Is that the uh, business management books from Anthony, I think? Here we go. Just found it. Anthony. Hey, everyone. I'm after some recommendations for a business management or staff management book to read. Thanks in advance. I mean, crikey. We got, got a special build a book club. Oh, yes. Probably save mine. So, strap yourselves in. Yeah. So, readers are leaders. Like, if you're not reading, dude, there's all these people that have solved a problem or a challenge that you might be grappling with, who've condensed a lifetime's worth of learning into a book, and it's on Audible. So not only should you be uh, reading and executing, but when you're driving around, turn that dull downtime, if you're driving to side or you're driving across town, into learning. So Audible, we have Audible accounts for everyone on our team. Everyone gets one book a month. Um, and yeah, all learning is, is earning with your outpipes because you've got to learn how to do something first. And if someone's already done it, solved a problem, whether it's on a, in a book, a podcast, or a webinar training or whatever, learn what they've done, use the tools, and then implement it quickly and save yourself a lot, five years worth of pain by getting it done in 12 months or getting it done in a day instead of trying to figure it out over the next 90 days. 100%. It's like good build, uh, sorry, good businesses have good leaders. Good leaders are good problem solvers and problem solving is a skill that you can develop, right? And you can develop it through having a coach that course corrects you, supports you, works with you, provides a uh, framework for thinking. Or you can get it from books. You get it from other people's lessons, learnings, and uh, they've written them down, they've shared them, and some people have even read them, read them out loud to you. So it's not that hard. So here's our professional builder book club list of recommendations for okay. books you should read. Hit us with a hold, hold the phone right there, Owen. Okay. I reckon there's a big distinction that we need to make. We need to differentiate between leadership and management. And this is a classic thing between uh, pretty much what you and I do in our role in roles in the business. So my role as the founder uh, and CEO and your role as the GM. So my role is the future leadership. And that is primarily on where are we going? How do we get there? Who do we need on the bus? And then management is the day-to-day -day successful running of the company by the numbers, the management, the systems, the people, and the processes to achieve the outcome set and the vision. So you can blend those two together, but I think if you get clear firstly on leadership, where are we going? What do I want my business to look like? What does success look like to me? What's my business maturity date? And how do I communicate that to the team and keep the culture high? And then management is what are all the day-to-day operational processes of how do we achieve our goals what's happening in project management what's happening in sales are we getting enough leads what issues should we solve right now that's going to help move us forward so a couple of awesome business management books would be traction by gina wickman rocket fuel the great game of business who not how measure what matters good to great one minute manager emith no rules rules 10x versus 2x and then also my personal favorites on the topic is the road less stupid and profit zone those are some excellent books you should add to the reading list if you're wanting to be a phenomenal manager phenomenal leader if you've got value from today then there are three places you can go to get extra help 
Number one, we've got a free Facebook group where you too can ask these questions and get answers. It's with other residential building company owners from around the world operating in a similar manner to yourself. So they're doing new builds, they're doing renovations, they're doing extensions, alterations, additions, replads, and remodels, right? Then you can join us there and ask your question. Number two, if you'd like to talk with one of our team, then you can register for a free 15-minute conversation in that cat call. We would work out three main things. Where you're at, where you want the business to get to, a step-by-step plan on how to get there, and an order of your numbers to work out exactly how much time you can buy back or how much you can make by inserting some of the systems that we have in place. And the third way that you can get in touch is by emailing us. Email us, team at the professional builder, and uh, we can put you in touch with some of our free resources or we can help move you in the right direction. So here's to your success. Hopefully you got value from today. If you have, share this podcast with a friend, put it on your socials or leave us a review. Like Marty said at the beginning, it's completely free. We don't own any ads or anything. We just want to give you the best value possible. And the best feedback you can give to us is a uh, ranking on the uh, iPods, uh, on the podcast charts, or some feedback in the comment section if you're watching on YouTube. So here's to your success. We'll catch you next time. Over and out.